Hi, this is Johnny. I did a little intro here. It's a little quiet when you listen to it, so you'll need to turn the volume up a little bit in the beginning here. Um, as soon as it comes in here, please turn it down a little bit. That way you're not shocked by the intro and the podcast I have with my good friends. Thank you. We're going to take a short little commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. I think that this is going to be the new era of music. This is going to be a transition into music that I'm going to see some cross-pollination, hopefully. It's going to see some of the best live acts that you've ever seen. Some of the best live shows you've ever seen in like a long, long time. I was watching Long Strange Trip, which is the story of the dead. And I was thinking to myself that with the generations, they changed. And then I was thinking to myself, we're changing right now with music. Music needs to have this feeling again that it's been missing for a long time. There's been a lot of overabundance of everything when it comes to the arts right now. And you have so much stuff coming from so many different directions that you're consistently having to change with the neurons in your head to keep up with anything it seems like anymore. So I think that music needs this change. I think having this change of feeling the expression of someone's music and the things they love is going to be even more than ever has been. I'm thinking it might need to have like this translucent spectrum of changes. And we can see some amazing things happen. I think that it would be great to really see some jazz infused rock and roll right now along with modern day technology and beats and rhythms. There's going to be some good stuff out there, man. Just some thoughts, folks. I'd love to hear some more from you out there. I'd love to hear from musicians that want to do that thing that's different and not the same like everybody else, but yet turn people on. I want to hear from that writer that wants to feel the emotions of what everybody's thoughts are and they're scared to say anything. I want to hear from that fellow podcaster that wants to open the world's eyes just as much as I do. Filmmakers that want to inspire emotion again in their work to make us laugh again with the movies and with our comedians. Our comedians that make us feel human by making us laugh at ourselves. There's a possibility here make some really great changes in this world. Try to stay positive. That creates some sort of inspiration as far as production and providing jobs with people. Just certain not feel so isolated and that we can actually pull some things off that we never thought we could pull before as a world coming together to try to make some change. I can see that.
but I just want to start with music right now. Let's see what we can do out there, people. Let's see what changes we can make, what changes we can improve on in ourselves, and the things we love. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. Hi, this is Johnny with Music Seeds, and uh, today I have Mr. Reese Argo and Hello. John Turner. Hello. And uh, this is our second attempt, so this should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to say that this is our second attempt. We were uh, talking for a full hour, and then kaboom! Windows decided to do its own thing. So uh, shout out to Bill Gates. <laughs> that's why it's your fault. Your yeah. fault. John made a comment about Bill Gates, and this is the payback we get. But we are talking about families and musicians. We talked about Heart, and uh, we talked about Oasis, and uh, we talked about live shows. And uh, now that things are finally opening up again, which is really great, um, is there anybody you want to see really bad uh, that's opening up? Uh, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I don't think the Foo Fighters have announced any shows, but I mean, mm -hmm. it could be a lot of clues. I mean, we've talked... On our previously aborted podcast, <laughs> no, but like Riot Fest, like Nine Inch Nails, like Run the Jewels. I mean, Foo Fighters haven't committed to playing anything yet, so yeah. they could be one of those big names, kind of get Lyle Palooza back. Like I said, I think a lot of these we were talking about these festivals are uh -huh. booking big names to try and get people to go out. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the the Foo Fighters do have one thing they will be performing at, and that will be in October, and that will be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I'm debating whether or not to go to because. I have not been to one yet. And the one I wanted to go to, I'm regretting never not going to. So <laughs> I thought, well, maybe I'll go to this one because I really think, you know, with Foo being as big as they are and Carol King. And we were talking about all that in the previous podcast that's been aborted, as John said. Uh, artists that have gotten in this year, and it took Tina Turner a long time to get in here. Tina Turner was uh, in the pod edit tina turner was last inducted in 1991 with ike and now it's taken her almost 40 years 30 years sorry 30 uh, years i get my calendar wrong 37 by this time i mean that, yeah. i was like 84 i think she had her solo debut yeah so, wow. yeah so we are kind of going down the rabbit hole of like why is it taking some artists such a long time to get in there and why aren't some artists in there We've noticed in previous years, like bands like Rush and Kiss finally getting in because the fans have pushed so hard for them to get in there. There is a lot of people that finally got in this year, like Tina Turner, like Go Go's got in this year. Um, this was a really big female year with Carol King. Um, also, Carol King got in earlier with the Brill Building and uh, songwriters, and now she's finally got in, and that album's been out for. 40 plus years and uh it's finally good to see her kind in there i mean that, that i was saying earlier is that my mom had played that album when i was growing up tapestry and that is kind of a staple in a lot of homes that album and it's a really great album why is it taking some artists so long versus why are you know we're getting such a diverse 
group of people this year with Jay-Z getting in there. My question, too, is, like, mm-hmm. has there always been a fan vote? Yeah. Like, no, they just started I, doing that in the last, like, five, like six years. technology, kind of, yeah. as soon as you could... Yeah, because, I mean, to that end, I mean, there's still a couple really notable female artists that weren't nominated this year, although they made the list of potential nominees. I mean, like, Kate Bush, Dionne Warwick, Shaka Khan, like, mm-hmm. people that clearly yeah. could have been in with this class, I mean... So even though those three were neglected, like the other three or four that did make it in are just as noteworthy. But like, hopefully they'll find their time. Yeah. See, because all three sure. of those artists had like such an impact on Especially other Shaka artists. Khan. I mean, Shaka Khan. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's yeah. kind of a. That's no, a she had. I was it. Kind of she, surprised when you said it. Yeah, she, I think she's in with Rufus, but I don't think she's in on her yeah. own marriage. And I thought she was going to get in this year too. And that's one thing that uh, I was talking about earlier was what is kind of the criteria mm-hmm. for getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because we were talking about how like people are very biased in how they select who goes to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But you have to recognize there's some people that had it such profound impact they need to go in. And I wonder if well, there's kind of been this politicking going back and forth I, forever. And I think that's it, why I, they haven't and I think it happens in sports too, I mean like sure. like the like Ken Griffey Junior like missed like three or four votes when he should have been a like a oh, yeah, unanimous 100%. nominee. Yes, I agree. It's like we're just kind of like, well, Derek I Jeter. Derek Jeter, like. But I think sometimes too, and uh, in the past, I've noticed is that it was favoritism. You know, there was some artists that were more in favor of getting in versus who that committee wanted to get in, and now it's finally the committee's changing up because now it's everybody that's ever been. On uh, nominated are you know are put in and been inducted, um, and it's also they've created their own kind of subcommittee with like people like, with like Dave Grohl was obviously before he got nominated in part of this committee. Questlove, Tom Morello, um, there's a lot of guys that are in this committee that are getting a lot of these bands that were influenced to them and you know getting no, no, the notoriety and finally of what they had their influences on. An artist like LL Cool J would have never gotten in, who should have been in like at least ten years ago, for that matter, because yeah. of people like Questlove doing that and doing the legwork to help get that vote in. It's because the ladies love Cool J. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you had to, you had to, yeah. But I, I think you're going to see that a lot more, and that is, you know, there's going to be a lot of influential bands, and like what we kind of talked about before is. It, it, you may not see a band that you know influence like somebody in the grunge world like we talked about earlier Andrew Wood and Mother Love Bone because that was a forefather to the grunge movement um, we also talked about how you know Stone Gossard also um, was influenced by punk in his early life and released an album um last week or the week before called The Living which was Duff McKagan's one of his first early um, bands that was popular in the LA scene he that was like one of the first bands he was in before he met up with Slash and you know created that whole Guns N' Roses yeah. thing and but a little thing. Duff, Duff was part of that Seattle scene so you're going to see like some of these bands that you know were influential to like you know like maybe you'll see X get in there at some point, you know, or they, they're constantly like on the list of bands that should be in. Like, yeah, because like they're another one that like 
influenced Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. So yeah, and the germs, you know, may get in now because Pat Schmier, you know, uh, yeah. getting in, you know, yeah, and yeah, and, right. and Jane Wheat. I'm sorry. Uh, Belinda Carlisle, I meant to say. Belinda Carlisle, who was in an early... Incantation, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're going to see, like, a lot of things getting mixed up. And hip-hop artists, for that matter, too, that were influenced by other, you know... Like, Tribe better be, you know... But that's also... I mean, sorry to cut you off. But that that also makes me hopeful, too, with this fan vote. Mm -hmm. That you're going to start getting these kind of one-off... I mean, I know they have their set list that they're going to throw in there regardless. But, but that fan vote, I don't think, means shit, though, too, because... You don't think so? I cut, was it last year or the year before? Two years ago, Dave Matthews, I thought, was a shoo-in, and they didn't get in. They were winning all these votes, and they were like... Well, no one likes them. <laughs> and that's the thing, is that it's totally, obviously, the opposite of what yeah. you're saying. They have such a huge fan base, mm -hmm. and they're getting all the votes, and that when it came to the time when they go put them in, it was like, wow, they, they didn't get in? Like, they were, like, number one, like for the votes for the fan votes yeah. for a long time and so i kind of makes me wonder how that whole yeah. i i mean i definitely have to do some more research in that and everything and i know a lot of people get are pissed off because iron maiden get in and there's a lot of artists that need to get in that haven't got in well it's like do you just do a year where it's like let's just open the floodgates do like 15 people well i mean it probably have to do it quarterly or something like that for that matter yeah, you know what i mean because yeah. it's gonna get to the point where it's but like, then if you do that it's too saturated and it's boring and people wouldn't care and, and then it's yeah then yeah. it's not a hall of fame yeah exactly yeah, at this point any artist that's sold a <clears throat> fair amount or toured for a number of years they're gonna be in it's like where do you cut the line off like yeah. britney spears isn't good enough yeah, well, well, she will. She will like guaranteed when. I mean, but it'll probably be. Sales. It'll probably be when we, when I'm in my sixties or seventies though. It's gonna be when she's old. Yeah, it ain't I mean, gonna happen like anytime soon by any means. If she won't get on her merits of like what her music did, but what she did for the yeah, culture, the pop, like NSYNC, all it's those like, guys. It's like yeah, Nirvana yeah. for their musicianship don't belong there, but like for what they did for musicians yeah. following. True, but they had a major impact. That's the thing is that. I but I think she did too for like women of pop music. I mean, yeah. it was kind of like her exploding the Destiny's Child and then like it just caused Katy Perry's of the world and Yeah, so I'm not, we're not saying like she wrote fantastic five-star albums. It's just more No, I'm not. Did. I just yeah. I think it's going to be a long time before you see yeah, it's not like a that. first time. No, no. You yeah. can, you can maybe see the talk especially now about contemporaries getting elected in. It's mm -hmm. like her album first album came out in 90 Who do you think she so was like in. 23 years so she's already 2 years away from being eligible to get in making us feel old again I, like here's a good example like there's certain artists that you think should get in Who, who's some people that you think should get in I think Oasis belongs in there yeah like just they reignited like Britpop I mean between yes, them and did. Blur like oh yeah you know they didn't really do much here in America so you think like, Blur will then too they deserve to be I think yeah. Damon Auburn deserves to get in yeah like, I think I think the verb like of course they made it yeah. more of a one hit one they're going to be probably America. if they get in there it'll be a long time like well, this is the other thing though um, reason I'm bringing this up well, who do you think should get in? who do you think should get in out of anybody that you've listened to in your like um, generation ooh uh, ooh generation I'd have to say like you said earlier like bands like NSYNC mm -hmm. as far as don't get me wrong I'm not saying like that's like no 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 all thing like top worthy but. I'm Impact surprised. In sync with. Well, yeah, for the cultural like. I'm surprised you didn't say Backstreet Boys. Like yeah, Backstreet Boys. Your first shoe, and I thought you would have said would be Kanye. You know Kanye. Oh yeah, yeah that's Kanye. a shoe. And the, the reason I bring that he's up. He's the Jay Z. Yeah. Because so, Jay Z got in this year, but here's the reason I bring that up, and that is because of the mere factor of, 
I see every year people post, well, that's not rock and roll. And it's like, rock and roll is a family of music. If you want to go all the way back to when, if it wasn't for those blues artists, your rock and roll bands wouldn't be in there. True. If it wasn't for like the you know the the country and bluegrass, your artists wouldn't be in there. If it wasn't, Zeppelin would literally not exist if it weren't for the blues, blues from the twenties. And yeah. I mean, it's it's one of these things where it's like, it's just don't it. don't be a hypocrite because music has turned into many different things. And if you try to say, when they say rock and roll music, rock and roll music is a whole thing. It's mm-hmm. not, it's it's everything now. That's why we have hard rock. That's why we have heavy metal. That's why we have pop music. That's why we have um, jam bands. That's why we have... Uh, I can go on. Yeah. And guess what I'm getting at here. So there's a big family of music. Hip-hop came from the sampling of those records. You know, and playing... Like in the beginning of the, the hip-hop era, taking those two turntables and a microphone and like turning it into something. Everything comes from something, and respect needs to be where respect's due. If it's because you think rock and roll is guitars, drums, bass, whatever, keyboards, and wouldn't that be kind of an honor? Yeah, that they want to be a part of your. If if it, hypothetically, if you know these people are like, hey, mm-hmm. this it's only rock, but you know these people want to be part of your hall of fame. Yeah. I think that's kind of like, a, oh, this is the all-encompassing music hall of fame, really, yeah. when you when you break it down, in my opinion. Yeah. I would think that would be an honor. It would be. It totally be an honor. I mean, do you, what do you feel? Yeah, I I would agree, but like maybe renaming it, too. I mean, like, because implicitly it's like, when you hear rock and roll and you're seeing somebody who's just straightforward, like rap, it's like, it's a misnomer. I mean, I understand, like, it began as purely rock, I mean, but it's just kind of like, what if they start like the Blues Hall of Fame and then like the Foo Fighters get elected to the Blues Hall of Fame? True. Yeah. It's just one of those things that's like, because the Foo Fighters decided to do like a couple blues songs, like they could technically be. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's yeah. like, I mean, granted, like, what is this now? Like 30 plus years ago, like uh, Aerosmith and Run DMC kind of coming together for yeah. a walk this way. And one of the funny thing about all that is that Aerosmith wasn't popular at that moment. No. That it, was took, not, it, yeah. it took them back into popularity, you know? One thing I want to talk about is new music. I Every Friday, I brought this up in other podcasts, there's new music that comes out every Friday now. It used to be Tuesdays when I worked in a record store. And this week, there's quite a diverse amount of music. That's why I wanted to bring it up, too. The Black Keys dropped a brand new album called Delta Cream. Which is a blues cover. I mean, so it wouldn't be like new, but I mean, it's just their take. And I, and I heard some of it, so uh-huh. it's really cool. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's just basically they're doing a little blues standard, so it's not like a new original one but like uh-huh. still yeah doing their thing quality yeah and then uh des moines very own saint vincent brought out uh daddy's home which apparently is like it's got a like early punk influence to it apparently too which was really cool um i think she's amazing she did an album years back with david byrne that was uh, awesome. that's what i was gonna say cause she's she's really about that visual like talking heads like yeah Mm-hmm. Not just I'm getting up there and playing, but like she makes a whole kind of like show out of it. She'll be in there someday. Definitely be in there someday. Did you ever see her performance on SNL? I oh, didn't. I saw it a lot. Years ago, maybe. Uh-huh. I saw her at Lollapalooza a couple years ago, and like she put on a good very one. visual, very yes. cool, awesome, mm-hmm. like very different. She actually record like started. You know who she started off with? Like it's a real like unknown band, like the early 2000s. But uh-huh. she was with the Polyphonic Spree, like uh-huh. that band uh-huh. from. Uh, 
Tripping Daisies, like ten. yeah, like it was like I had no like, idea like about that. Or Forty people on stage playing. I remember when they were huge. <laughs> yeah, like if you look wow. at some of the old press photos, like she's in there. Like that's where she started getting a start with her career. So, mm-hmm. do you listen to Jay Cole? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's he, what's his sound like? Can you help me out with that? Jay Cole's like a. Uh, I'd say he's more just very lyrical. To mm-hmm. where I mean, he does obviously his songs have good beats, production, and everything. But mm-hmm. as far as I'd say he's one of the better lyrical rappers there is of this generation okay. that's come out. And I've seen his name pop up quite a bit. So yeah, he's. I mean, he's known for his very lyrical, make you think. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like just oh, he can rhyme really well. It's kind of like Eminem mm-hmm. in a way where it's it's almost a story, but he's making you think too. But it's rhyming at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah. it's he's got a talent for sure. And then uh, Nicki Minaj dropped something. She had a big year last year. Who, who what was that song? She, what was, who was the other person that was with her in that song? What? Oh, yeah. Cardi B. Cardi yeah. B. Yeah. yeah. No. And I, and I think, granted, like COVID changed, but like I just don't think people are promoting albums like they used to be. Like you were like, no. Oh my God, this album's coming out from this artist in like six months. Like we're gonna yes. build up to. It. Now it's just kind of like you're gonna see a lot drops. of stuff dropping now. It's gonna because everybody was in the studio. And now they're gonna open things up so now you're going to see the albums dropping and tours happening I want to say it was Beyonce who started that yeah just out of nowhere boom here's an album yeah. there's no lead up to it or, or like you two dropping it on your phone well yeah. what's well, kind of yeah. what the Foo Fighters did with their most recent they didn't really know they were in the studio and it was like we're coming out you know it's yeah. just I think it's smart I think it's the element of surprise but it's like they drop and they say we're going on tour right away it's like I sometimes I like that chance you get yourself to familiarize yourself with songs and then uh-huh. get to go see them you know so it's like I, I get did. to know what to expect versus Pearl Jam did that yeah you know they, they still did the build up like yeah. this gig a ton they, oh yeah they were, they were they were releasing it. videos kind of like to get it hyped up you so know it's kind of like a it, it's, it's, new it, age thing it, it could be both you know it'd be like I'm going to see them expecting to hear nothing but like old songs all of a sudden it's like hey we got an album coming out next week here's some 20 new songs that nobody knew about. Like, I think that would be exciting to see from a band, too. I agree. Like, where you're, like, you're basically, like, their test, you know. It's it's harder to do now in the internet age because those songs have probably been leaked to people. Yeah, it's true. But, like, yeah. imagine, like, but it's a lot harder years to do now. to see a band, like, they're yeah. throwing out 20 new songs that you've never heard. Well, and that's an experience as a fan that you can always be like, I remember that was the first time they ever played Gigaton. I mean, you know, like the Grateful Dead did something that Dave's done something like that where he's played a song and then it won't come out for another like four or five years because like he's just been playing it live for a couple of years. People really yeah. kind of build up on it, you know. And then sometimes you get a different incarnation of even what that live stuff of the, the touring song was to where they go in the studio and change it up to something different, you know. Mm-hmm. Miles um, Kennedy, you know who Miles Kennedy is? Yes. Yes. He wasn't he with Slash. Yes. They, have, yes. Uh, they did that. He was with Alter Bridge. If I saw them play Lollapalooza, the last one they had in 2019, it was like Slash or Miles Kennedy. Oh. Yeah. I, I yeah. Like, he's a very good vocalist, right? Very good vocalist. I, yeah. He's actually done a lot of stuff for other bands and stuff like that. And he's one of those guys that's just really well known in the scene, like the music scene. Like, yeah. I don't follow their music too, but like I've heard him. It's like he plays with Mark Tremonti and Alter Bridge, just stuff like that. It's like you just. He's got, he's got he's like, got that he's got, rock he's, voice. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like he's without a, without going as far as like being like Axl Rose. It's kind of like me loving Silver Sun pickups. It's kind of like listening to the Smashing Punks without Billy Corgan's God Complex. It's yeah. just <laughs> it's just going it's just to see a metal. It's just going to see like an eighties rock kind of show. Like yeah, well, John, the world straight, is a like, straightforward. <laughs> it is. 
But it's like going to like an eighties rock show, like without like the Axl Rose, like oh my god, look at me front man. There's somebody who's there, just straightforward rock. It's not. Yeah. I agree. And it's like, yeah, that's just what the world needs, especially now. Like, just mm-hmm. unironic rock that just people love to want to listen to, you know? Well, that, I've always said that. I'm like, why aren't there just more bands being made? Like, yeah. rock bands. Like, you could... And during, this is kind of the Greta Van Fleet thing, where, you know, they take the the vibe of something from the past and yeah. just, like, gonna kind of rip it off. And yeah. Whoosh, yeah. You know, make kill. But we've been doing that band? for years. For but All bands have been doing that, and I hate when they people give them crap. I, well, I, it's just my, my point being, like, why is there a band of, like, four new guys come out and being like, because we love... Talking Heads. This yeah. is what we're gonna well, kind the, of go off of. We're gonna fit in the new pop. Uh, Pearl Jam did it with the 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 first song off that last album. Uh, that was a Talking Heads tribute, totally. True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, why can't I think of the name of the damn song? It starts with a D. Yeah. Right. But, but then you get bands with like these SoundCloud rappers, like just like mumble about whatever. It's like, True. like you're. It's about what you can get quickly onto a TikTok or a Vine or a Snapchat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the fame. That's era. what that's mm-hmm. what makes it so mm-hmm. hard for like a band of like just some 18, 19 year olds just like playing actual music in their basement, coming out and writing something. Yeah, they're gonna have a hard time catching traction because like it's not something you can loop on a thirty second quick video. It's like something that it could take a minute to build up to a chorus in a song. Like you want the hook right away and. Well, it, it's, I, it's it's well, hard. It's hard to reconcile that, especially as like three different musical generations. Somebody from like seventies and eighties, me like nineties, two thousands. You're like two thousands, like the present. It's like it's yeah. just yeah. Like we all have different views, but we all converge. Like today, it's just like it's all about the hook, like getting True. right to the hook. Yeah, yeah. I or mean, getting on TikTok, like we talked about earlier. And it's yeah, yeah. and it's not even like that whole like. Tom Petty thing like don't bore us get to this chorus it's like, <laughs> but, but it's just like That's at, great at least quote. take time to start telling your story to get it like even if it takes mm-hmm. 35 40 seconds everything in the song doesn't have to be the hook true and some yeah. of these new like rap songs I'm not even hearing a hook I'm just hearing like Something just doesn't interest me, but maybe that's just no. I, the old grumpy, I, the old grumpy man. No, there's you know? good I'm stuff out there. And there's still, real. No, yeah. but I'm, but I'm more like these new rappers. Like the Roots come out something today, and I would like chew it up and swap because yeah. they'd be like funk. It would be like yeah. everything. There's a lot of influence. It, 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 to what be they're like doing. we were talking about before our little first experiment aboard, but like Silk Sonic, like Bruno Mars and yeah. and Anderson Pack, just like coming together. Doing something that's it's modern, but it just sounds Funk, like, like it could be... Stevie Wonder could have done it or yeah, something like, like that. like 40 you years know? ago, but yet it's yeah. been written in 2021, and uh-huh. it's just like... And they're having fun. That's part of it, yeah. too. Like, if you see that video, like, if you... Especially anybody out there listening, go check out the video It's for so it. fun. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like... You can see that they're having a good time, and that's probably because, you know what? Let's go make something, you know? Let's go do something different. Let's not try to do the normal thing and they would be somebody I would hope would pop up on a festival yes like if they're not going to be able to widely tour but if there's something they can play like a four or five shows throughout a year yeah it was like me seeing Gnarls Barkley it's like why they haven't been around in like 15 years now it's like mm-hmm. CeeLo and Danger Danger Mouse well Danger Mouse did uh did an album with um the lead singer James of James Mercer the Shins yeah Broken Bells I that, saw which that which is yeah. awesome but you don't know all about this one the, she, he did also an album with the lead singer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, Karen O. He Karen O. And it's like you see these things and these little projects, and they're great albums, and they never get the you know the attention sometimes because they're not out there. Main, you know, like they can't tour that yeah, easy. I yeah. mean, they could, but it's harder when you have two different schedules. But yeah. it's like, yeah. But th- I love that. I love when people get together and try to like. There's an album out there that Trent Reznor made of with Zach De La Rocha, and it's supposed to be from what Trent says is amazing 
And for some reason, Zach doesn't feel comfortable with it. He's an artist. He's just not comfortable with yeah. his art to where Trent's like, no, it needs to get released because it's really good. And so maybe it will see the light of day. But then, well, will it be aged? You know, like that's part of the thing too. Like you record something 10 years ago and, you know, is it going to be a different sound and vibe that you're going to get off of it? Can it carry? I mean, obviously albums carry year after year and year. I mean, you listen to like, you know, Almost. any of the top albums that are out there and you can like anywhere all the way back from the dark side of the moon, you know, you can listen to it and still enjoy it. But will it get any notoriety? Will it get any attention that it uh, deserves? I mean, TikTok. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll say to my end, like, even though they beat the same horse to death for 50 years, like ACDC, like. They're always going to write an ACDC album. It's going to sound the same. Like, mm. I think even like Trent Reznor, he's been around 30 years. Yeah. Like, everything he writes still has his touch on it. So, I don't think it'll yeah. ever become dated. But Maybe he, if he uses like a flash in the pan singer that's big today and like not big tomorrow true. for like guessing on his vocals. But we were talking earlier though about he's one of those guys that's doing stuff that's not within his norm or his window though. He just won an Oscar for. A Disney animated soundtrack, you know, with, I mean, with two other guys, but still, I mean, he's not doing normal things and he's trying different things. And I, I would have loved to seen that what him, Dave Grohl and uh, Josh Home would have done with, you know, they did that one song on so Sound City. I would have loved to hear an old album of that stuff. I thought I mean, it was awesome. Course. I mean, like them Crooked Vultures haven't done anything for a minute or two, but like that yeah. was like the group for a minute. It was like yeah. Dave Grohl, John Paul Jones. Like, and I heard that they might be doing something again. I, Dave was talking about how he wants to do something. And that's something one of those things about Dave Grohl. Yeah. Dave Grohl's just going to like play the idiot and tell you like, oh, nothing's going on. All of a sudden he comes out with like a full album. Yeah, 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 like yeah. they, they could have taken it You'll probably hear something from Nausea or that, you know, the, 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 the daughter project before you hear that though, which I'm all about. You know, nausea was the song that he did with his daughter and Chris. But Nojak I would, and, I would think just given COVID, it's going to kind of force people into like releasing as soon as they can because you never know. Like, hopefully, we're well, around the corner now, but we could have another I know lockdown this, all of a sudden. You just never yeah. know what's going to come tomorrow. Oh, like, this is a big. Appreciation's going to go through the roof this next year. This is concerts a, happen. This is a huge left turn, and, and I know this will be something that you can relate with more than him. Is that Alan Jackson? After all the years, released an album, and Alan Jackson has an album out like in like ten years or something like crazy like that. Yeah, and, and like he dropped something probably because during this whole thing he was able to go do that. You know, but he had like a big run. I mean, he's been around for thirty years, so he probably has like 15, 16, 17 albums out. So it's like for mm -hmm. him, yeah, that'd be a big gap. But like for a while, he was releasing. Yeah, every two he had his years. time and his moment, and now he. But that's one thing you're gonna see probably like artists just dropping stuff, you know, and like. Oh, they haven't had any. Like, I'm, I'm, if Stevie Wonder drops a brand new album, I want to hear what it sounds like. You know, I mean, he's still making music, probably. I would think out there today. And that kind of, I don't know, makes me feel like an old person. But I kind of like missed going on a Tuesday to a Best Buy. I mean, this was only 2012. Mm -hmm. I used to go to a Best Buy wait on a Tuesday before and 10 o'clock when it opened up. And now you go to Best Buy. There's no CDs. Yeah, I used to go in there yeah. and. Grab the first well, CDs and be like, oh, I want to see what Kendrick Lamar had or Kerry Clark Jr. Well, that's why I love going to Ragged because Ragged Records yes. still gets in like their new releases. And then my, my friend Rita, Co-op, maybe give him a shout out. I mean, Co-op's yeah. another kind of oh, widely that. known one too. And they, so. they're surviving, right? They're doing okay. Yeah. yeah. Like Reed, Reed's been around doing it for like 20, 25 years, I think. Yeah. Like good guy. I mean, like and just really. Has a love of music, you yeah. know? And that's the thing. It's like, you know, I was just telling um. Reese um, 
earlier too that Tower Records I think opened back up in LA again because now they have they're selling stuff through uh, an online service and it's doing really well. So I heard that they opened up another store in LA again after all these years and stuff. So that's it was never going to be quite what it used to be. Where of course, yeah, which, which was kind of weird. Yeah, the buzz like. Oh, yeah. like, you used to have like your different tiers. You would have like your local record store, which would have stuff. You'd have like your best five chat, but like you're talking about like Tower Records places. It was like the, that it was like, the name brand when it came to records. Like, you were looking for like a B side single from some random like Manchester band of the '80s. It would be at a Tower Records just yeah. sitting there. It was yeah. like Walmart of vinyl. They yeah. had a little no, bit of everything beyond. Beyond they, they were they were they were world music. Like, they had they jazz. Were, they were like the Amazon. Like, yeah, they you were. Read, you were about some obscure band. Yeah, and Rolling Stone. Like you could order it from your record store. Take two or three weeks. Best Buy may be able to get. Like you were talking about. Like you go into a Tower Records and it would be there. Did you ever watch that documentary that yes. Colin, Colin Hanks did? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, Elton John used to get in. Elton John used to go in like Tower Records before it would open up and get first like dibs on like new release Tuesdays and stuff like that. There's just no better feeling than have a physical vinyl in your hand. Yeah. Or fighting, or fighting the fight of opening a CD without like (laughs) jewel case. Yeah. Oh, I had that thing down when I worked at Record (laughs) Star. I had like the shout out to all my Sam Goody peeps out there, like. We had that stuff down. We we, we were I, I was like I could count you know count how long you know and I could do it like that. Well, I, I could open up like a CD in like under like ten seconds. Oh yeah, those things were a pain. And then we're gonna have like next month we're gonna have Record Store Day June twelfth. So I'm looking really excited for that. Yes. Has there been any announcement they're doing like Black Friday like they do every year? Oh yeah, there's already a list out there. We were joking about it earlier. Like there's this other Stickman uh, forty five coming out. <laughs> Of uh, alive, I think it is, and something yeah. else. So, which we're gonna get. We know we're gonna yeah, get it. It's, so, it's pretty it's collector in us. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's the thing too is that there's stuff that are at these things that, I mean, you really don't. If you're a collector, it's nice to have things just to have to listen to. But there's people like me that go, yeah, I'm gonna get one of these copies because this might be worth some money, you know? Oh, yeah. And um, I remember, like, one of the, the Doors uh, vinyls I got, I went just to see how much it was online because it was a limited edition um, vinyl. It's, like, in the hundreds of dollars now that I have. I'm like, wow, that's crazy, you are, know? People, are people buying it? Cause, like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I love the Grateful Dead, but they do, like, their Dave's picks now. Yeah. Like, every year they can buy, like, the four records that they, they do in quarterly, but, like, you can buy the subscription for, like, 100 bucks, so it's, like, 25 each. People turn around trying to flip it for like 100, 150 yeah. on eBay. And I, and I see that. But Pearl Jam fans do that but, shit. But is, any, but, is anybody bid, but is anybody bidding for it? You know? yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. There's a yeah. fan base out there. Not so much it. on those Grateful Dead. It's like they're charged 150 for like a single CD. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I could. I have that same Pearl Jam poster over here in this studio area recording. Like, that's the most expensive one people have out there. Yeah. I could charge 3000 for it. Doesn't mean. It's worth three thousand in my head, but unless somebody's yeah. willing to drop it, yeah. If somebody like, wants something bad enough, they're gonna drop. get it. Always but I'm just saying, but like some of these vinyls, and, like you could think it's worth five hundred dollars, but the market's probably only gonna think it's worth a hundred or two hundred. No, no, more. there there is a market. I've learned that in the last few months of selling stuff, like going through all those CDs and then finding out, like I had stuff in there that was worth, you know, forty, fifty bucks. I'm like, wow, really? And like didn't think it was worth anything. But you then know? almost like one day you think about like so down the road, but then of course he's. Bubbles burst and burst and bloom all the time. You know? Yeah, so I, I sold uh, Aaliyah's um, her last album they released. Um, I had a copy of it and I sold it like for forty bucks because it wasn't in print. 
Like I was like, wow, this isn't in print anymore. That's why it's so much money. And it's amazing. Like you would think like something like that would be available out there, and it's yeah. like no, it's there's stuff out there that is not available. So like the value of it's high. It's you like know? I would go for auto print stuff, but I don't actually have to have a copy. I mean, this is unfortunately one of the perks of being in the digital age. I can go around mm-hmm. and find somebody who's posted on a site. Like yeah. here's an album like a band wrote, been out of print twenty years, can't get a CD, can't get a vinyl. I'll go ahead and get it digitally that way. Like, yeah. I don't have to have an actual copy on my wall to say I yeah. enjoy it. I mean, well, I, I like... Go ahead. But I was... To the point earlier, kind of with all this, is when you used to have people over or whatever and you're listening to music, that was kind of a point of pride. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you have this album or whatever, you know, yeah. this CD, and you're like, oh, yeah, I have this album that I can play. Yeah. No, I can just go to YouTube. I can YouTube any song. Yeah, we're, we're so spoiled. It's yeah, ridiculous. The spoiling is... But you'd be surprised, though. There's not stuff that's out there. But that kind of goes back to our point of, like, Tower On Records. On download, you know, like, or... Like, I would have to spend, like... I could go to Tower in Chicago. I could go to Tower in, like, L.A. Like, find that's, this one C, but now I spend 10 minutes looking online, I can find it. I think it's made it easier to access it, yeah. but... I'm not saying it's giving away like the the thrill of the hunt, but... It's yeah. fun. Yeah. No, like, and I love that. I love going into a record store and finding, like... Um, like I found last time I went in there, I found Bonnie Raitt's album she did with Little Feet. And I didn't know about that until I was like doing the research on it. Like, well, what album is this? And like Little Feet did this whole album with her back in like in the seventies. And it's in a great album. Can't think of the name of it, but, <laughs> um, but there's, there's these little finds that you find, like, you know, um, Buddy Miller. I had a Buddy Miller album that I got that is, he was the drummer for, um, for, uh, Jimi Hendrix, you know? And like, there's these little things you find sometimes that you're like, well, and it's not, a, they're not available. They're not, you know, I mean, the, the Bonnie Raitt was available, but the Buddy Miller was not out there for me to, like, listen to. And, like, so sometimes you get lucky on some stuff yeah. that you find that is, like, okay, this is, this could mean something to me, and I'm getting it for a few bucks. But then I'll go in and, like, I'll buy, like, a brand new version of, like, you know, August and Everything. Because that's yeah. a great album from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's one of those albums that you know is going to be great sound audio and be a great album. I did that for, I told you when the last time you were over for Oasis, you know? I mean, there's certain things that the quality on the record is better than going to hear it on digital. Now, am I going to get everything on vinyl? No, but there's little things that you you, you appreciate, I guess yeah. is what I'm getting at. You you appreciate the, um, the sentimental value. I will say, like, the one benefit of digital has been, it just makes it easier the algorithms to explore artists that are... Yes. Connected. I found yes. that like on Spotify or Apple Music or like YouTube. Oh, I hear that too, yeah. It's kind of like you listen like, oh, I'm listening to Little Feet, but then it's going to recommend, why don't you listen to the Almond Brothers? Or why don't you listen to mm-hmm. things like this and that, like Bonnie Raitt or like Linda Ronstadt, like people who are all connected. Or Emily Lou Harris, like she did stuff with Little Feet. Yeah. So, did you ever um, listen to um, Soul Coughing? I did a little bit. Uh, I mean, I've listened more to Mike Doty's like solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you know he has another band out now with one of the members of Soul Coffee? Yeah, I think I heard about that. Uh, I think I tried to turn you on to that, didn't I? Uh, no, I, another friend of mine that I play out some jam nights with uh, no, told, told me you. about that. Yeah, yeah, it, He's really big into Mike Doty. And I was trying to try and find it for you because I downloaded it and it's really, really, really good. I love doing the really, really, really goods because they are really, really good. Uh, <laughs> It's that I love like when somebody turns me on to something I had no idea about. My my buddy uh, Jeremy Cree, who I did a, a recording with, turned me on to that. I had no idea about you know Mike doing this with one of the members of Soul Coughing. So it's just him and another one of the guys. Yeah, it's a Ghost of Room. Yeah, is what it's called. and it's so good. It's like really really good. 
And I like I love that. Like when friends turn you on to shit that you had no about. Because sometimes oh, things yeah. get missed through the loops, and you're like, and I'll send you shit sometimes, and you'll send me shit sometimes, and I do it to you, but you never send me anything. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're, I was like, hey John, did you hear this? Yeah, have, you ever, yeah. have you ever heard of this band? It's called the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like one of these things. Is like, <laughs> no, I don't do that. See, I send you shit. You I know. know I know. But like when I'm trying to think of things, it's like, man, what have you heard? Like sometimes I'll kind of post things, but it's like, yeah, it's so hard. Like when two people are so like well versed, it's like, uh-huh. it's, it's, well, it's like, no, I just love turning you on. This I'm just giving you a hard. No, time. no, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's like trying to one up like somebody who's already like a step ahead of you too. It's so hard. Uh-huh. Like when we can talk to somebody like you about like our influences, just like you can talk to somebody younger, it's harder to yeah. When sure. you're somebody on your, especially on your level with music, I can talk to people my age that don't give a damn about music. I can turn them on so much, but uh-huh. if they listen as much as I do, they chances they know, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I can tell you about Gary Clark Jr. You probably heard about him. You know, yeah. it's like it's yeah. just like how um, do you? That's the thing is that's the when you can turn somebody onto something and they go. Oh my gosh! Thank you for turning me on to that. It's like I love that. It's my favorite thing in the yeah. whole world. Is like uh, that's why you know going back in these podcasts and everything. Like somebody will tell me that. Like oh, I remember when you t- you showed me this, and I'm like, I remember when you showed me that. You know, and you can go with this or you can go with that. Like, so that, like, was, like, that was that was a rap song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you saw like my comment on Facebook about like the music they play at a place where I work. Like playing like the most random ass oh. stuff. Like playing like. An eleven-minute version of Credence doing. I heard. I was in the worst nightmare today, and you would have been your nightmare. Okay, and these weren't bad songs by any means, but because of the weather today, I don't know what happened. I was on a consistent loop of hearing the same songs during my eight-hour shift today. I heard probably the same song seven, eight times. I heard uh, Mike the Mechanics, um, Silent Running. Uh, over and over, I heard "No Rain" by, which I thought was ironic because of the weather today. "No Rain" by Blind <laughs> Melon. We don't even get that kind of stuff where I'm at. Yeah, like, but like they've they've had some weird with like the algorithms where it'll play, like, repeat the same song after two or three hours, and then no, not again. And I'm talking about like stuff that's. I older. saw your post the other day. You what was the post that you put? Yeah, it was something about like hearing like. One or two good songs every one or two weeks. You're talking about no, like, like a seven. You're talking about like a seven or eight minute song. You're talking about yeah. what were those songs? Like it was like Hey Jude, and then like Creedence doing Heard It Through the Grapevine, which is like an eleven minute long. I song. know, and, and it's and, like and, you and hear like, that, and you're like blown away, like and wow. Then, and then they, if they're gonna play like Sean Mendez or so, it's like, <laughs> pop. yeah. But it's like and John's please. going over the Harbor to Island, just palging in his ears, like, <laughs> like yeah, oh, please get me yeah. out of here. But no, it's just like kind of figuring like what's the rhyme and reason like me hearing the same song two times in two hours yeah. and other songs I'm only going to hear them like once every two or three weeks. I got to tell you, I miss that. Like I, I re-brought this up in another Sam Goody podcast is that that was the best enjoyment ever. Like working in the record store was like hearing all the new music. So like, but then you could like just open up rare stuff or like something that you got turned on to. And like turn other people onto something, you know. Like I did that with Oza Motley, you know. Like I would play Oza Motley, you know, once a day, and or you know, kind of probably once a day. But <laughs> I mean, this is <laughs> to where I was driving my crew, probably. You yeah. know, I mean, this will probably date me more like a Sam Goody reference. But like I worked at Blockbuster my senior year of high school. Uh-huh. Like, they had like the loop tapes you'd have to play because they had like the commercials and they'd have music videos. It was yeah. Like, just, so you kind of get used, like it was like at the time of what they'd be playing. Like, that's a little catchy. I might have to buy that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but you're talking about like the fact that they had like a Chevelle music video. Like this is like before they were big. This is like late '90s when they were still like a regional. Yeah. 
act like on a video on a blockbuster video. That was because like you remember this. This would really date us age wise, but like they had blockbuster music. They had like separate music stores that were like a Best Buy were just music. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It wasn't. It didn't run long. They, but like this was years before I even got hired to work at Blockbuster. But this was like ninety two, ninety three. Were you so. for Blockbuster for a while? I was there for like just my senior year of high school. It was yeah. like I got I worked there and then I moved to the Quad Cities like right after yeah. I graduated. Yeah. So, wow. do you think you're gonna be Kevin Smith or uh, Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> Did you ever <laughs> see that documentary? The, the last Blockbuster. Yeah, it's sad, dude. Yeah, it's so cool though. Yeah. Renting movies, like I would go there movie. just to smell the inside of that store. They yeah. they had a certain smell to them, like no you can't define it. Yeah, I'm sure it was Sam all Goody, the plastic casing. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Sam Goody would have that same smell, like just like yeah, like cancer causing down the road. Don't <laughs> worry. No, but it was like it was like it was like the carpet yeah. cleaner. It was just like it just had like a comforting smell. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like when you walk into a hotel and you can smell like the chlorine from the swimming. It was just it True. just takes you back like. Being a kid. It's amazing though how the digital age took out both Sam Goody and Blockbuster. Like it was nothing, you know. It's crazy. I mean, we never. But I think, you know, but I think I Best Buy did too. I mean, as much as you love going to Sam Goody, it was like so they had a new CD, but I just say like Bruce Springsteen. It'd be twenty dollars at Sam Goody, it'd be like fifteen at Best Buy. I mean, they got undercut yeah, by true. the fact they had their higher margins to keep their Blockbuster could afford. Uh, Best Buy could afford to give away the music, basically. Yeah. Because some idiot was going and buying a refrigerator. That's why... Well, no, that's the thing. That's what knocked us out, is because we were a music store, Sam Goody. So Best Buy and Target were the ones that were taking us out. Best Buy and Target took took out Sam Goody because they were under-costing everything. The supply chain already. Yeah, and it was like, so we're going to go over there, pick up our new release, and we're not going to go to you anymore. To where they had an opportunity, though, to transition to, like, pick up Apple, you know, product or something like that. And they could have done that easily and, like, changed everything. They were fighting the digital age. And so the digital age took out Sam Goody, and then the same thing happened with Netflix um, switching over to that streaming service. You know, they were smart and were like, let's go do this and try this out. Now that we have everything at our, like, we're so saturated with everything. Like, how many times do you sit in front of the TV going, there's so watch? much stuff to watch. I just don't know what to watch. Oh, it's like every, you kind of miss, like, time. I could just have, like, my CD wallet. We could hit, like, 16 CDs in it for a two-week trip you were taking. It's like you yeah. had, like, 16 CDs to pick from and no more, no less. Yes. So, like, you were, like, the agony of, like, having 200 CDs. Like, which 16 am I going to put in that little folder I have? Sure. And, I, and, I, and I was thinking to myself about this. And road trips could be a lot more fun now because, yeah, you only had your CD collection and the radios that you were before. But now you could play anything you want. And like podcasts alone, podcasts oh, yeah. will make your time go by in a road trip that's, like like a blink of an eye because you're listening to this podcast and then there goes an hour. You that's know? killed so much of my listening to new music. It's just because like I'm trying to catch up on all these podcasts I'm into. Sure. It's like I feel like I'm doing them a disservice by not listening to like yeah. some of the ones I'm devoted to. Like, and then they have like four or five episodes. They're like an hour and a half long. It's like so it's like four CDs right there that I'm missing out yeah. on listening on. It's like it's. It's a hard line to yeah. the balance. It's like, definitely a thing, that, a topic to get into. It's just so many out there right now. And, like, every celebrity is, like, coming out with one. I think that's, like, amusing. It's, you know, I mean, they're finding their niche and their things to do and, you know, and their conversation pieces. But Well, I'm kind of curious. Is is the podcasting world digging into music? Uh-huh. Like, in other words, people aren't really going and looking for new music because yeah. they're like, I, I have to listen to this three-hour podcast with Joe Rogan because there's going to be some moment in there where... You know, you enjoy it. It's like, yes. It's crazy. And that's why I wanted to Just bring up the new music like I did. I want people to understand that I want to learn about new music. And like having your age difference and your age difference 
and in like mind, we we should be able to come to the table and go, hey, did you check this out? Hey, have you heard this? Did you see this on YouTube? Did you catch this out on like Tonight Show or Colbert or Kimmel? You know, like so and so performing. It's just so weird. I mean, we have basically a fifty, a forty, and a thirty-year-old all together now. It's like, and we have somebody fifty. Like, <laughs> For a, couple, for a couple of years, I'm just saying, but like basic demographics, you know, leave like it, leave it. It's all good. <laughs> no, it's the basic demographics. So it's just like now I'm like you're like ten years removed from a teenager. I'm like twenty. It's like it's just like yeah, I'm trying to find out what the pulse and is. And you even said you changing your you know you're from what you were listening to earlier in the last podcast to what you're listening to now. There's music you're listening to now that you never thought you would ever listen. Yeah. To. But see, I'm reaching back even further, and that's what I want to do. Is like. I want to hear all these younger acts. I want to know, because I like to hear the comparison and why they're doing what they're doing and everything like that. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, everything comes from something. And True. so everything can be a derivative of that. And, then, uh, and it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to like, wow, that's that. Like, I love act. I think my, my niece is like, what the fuck does he want to talk about? But I'm like, what are you listening to? What are you into? And it's like, I want to know because I'm I'm truly intrigued to know what you, you're into. And when I say, "Oh, that's pretty good" and stuff, I'm like, "Okay, I'm like you know, like well, never mind then. <laughs> yeah, it's, don't oh, like it's not because it's old fogey likes it, you know. <laughs> it's like, no, you should be able to love everything and draw back. Well, then we have somebody like totally embrace a different change in their in their styling. It's like Ben, uh-huh. like like nothing but like, this is nothing but pop growing up, but now he's actually out there playing like country music. It's kind of yeah, just learning to like embrace things at at whatever age. It's just like. Uh-huh. Be willing to soak up new new experiences, you know? No, I love that you bring up Bo. And I, I remember the first episode, he was telling me, like, you know, I wasn't going to, he wasn't going to be embarrassed for, like, an NSYNC and stuff. Like, cross-pollinate, Bo. Yeah. Cross-pollinate. Because that's going to be the thing that turns on the next generation of music. Do what you want to do and go with the sound you want to go with. Don't try to be like whatever else. And don't be like, you should be doing more of this and do it. Do what you love Put it, put what you want forth, and you're going to create your own style and thing. People are going to be turned on by it because you're putting your heart into it. And I think, to, like you're saying, like the more authentic you can be, I think is more palatable these days. Like I think you're going to almost move up farther if you're more authentic. Like it comes, show, you know, it comes off that you're being authentic, that you love this, and this mm-hmm. is the music you want to push. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that guy more often than like a clearly poppy you know formulaic person you know what i mean in yes. my opinion yeah like people who change their sound every album embrace the newest genre it's like yes what are you listening to right now uh, listening lately it just haven't been a whole lot of listening. i probably just name myself like grateful dead lately just yeah, kind of yeah. like playing down i mean have you heard uh, uh bob weir and um the wolf brothers stuff i haven't my friend saw him play up in St. Paul where he lives now like yeah. he went to like their concert up there and like he played some of that the bootleg or official release of that show for me like it's they're just, pretty like, freaking yeah. good and the Wolf Brothers is Don Was if he Don Was is a famous producer Don Was has produced like um, his, Rolling Stones and he his he had kid a, is in Eve 6 yeah oh I didn't know that yeah He's uh was the, he was like the guitar he was like the guitar. That was a weird moment there. I'm gonna keep that one in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is I think it's a guitar, so the drummer. It's not the singer and the bassist, but yeah. like yeah, it's just kind of. It's amazing to see like a lot of these like families spinning off into things and like you know I'd love to see you know like we talked about earlier you know Dave Grohl's daughter to turn into something great in rock you know I like more female rock I love female rock you know artists and that was something I wanted to talk about today earlier. Yeah, you're gonna 
before we had our little accident, we <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were talking about families. I mean, we can kind of come back to that. Well, I want to talk about female artists. You know, that was the big thing I want to talk about too. Is like, who is some of your favorite female rock artists? Probably have heard of her. I mean, I don't think uh, uh -huh. Reese has, but uh, Nico Case is yes, one. Like, yeah. she's really kind of like country folksy, but like still mm -hmm. a badass because she does like a lot of like yeah like rock, just mm -hmm. real. Liz Fair is one of mine. Liz Fair's from yeah. Chicago, and she's one of the four fathers. I, I use the word forefathers of of the woman rock movement in the nineties. Yeah, she is one of these ones who should have been. And she needs. She will be in. Name. She will be in. Yeah. yeah. Like without her, no Fiona Apple, nothing like that. Like any happen. of those female rock artists that were coming out in the like nineties or two thousand. Like her and Cheryl Crow came out about the same time out mm -hmm. of the scene and just yeah. really kind of. See, yeah. this is the absorption of knowledge right yeah. now. Go down a Liz Fair rabbit hole. You'll be surprised, man. Some of the stuff you hear, but like she's, to see her influences are... I will say lately she's kind of went she influenced. To, I will say lately she's went more towards like the popular, but I think that's just her getting older giving less of a damn. You know, yeah, like yeah. When she's writing songs like... She had a song about being a blowjob queen. It's like when you're writing a song like that, like 23 or Yeah, and this was in the early 90s, dude. So this was like, you know... Yeah. yeah it's, the album's called Exile and Guyville. You gotta check it out. It's like okay. when she's writing songs like that, like in 1993, and then now she's in her early 50s. It's like she's gonna go out and write a pop song. Like you can't. Yeah. That's even less genuine about seeing well, somebody up there at 53 singing songs about giving blood. Yeah, like, Cheryl Crow is gonna be in there, I think, sooner though. And she's another one. Like, yeah, she's she'll always, probably be in there in the next couple of years. She's she's already anniversary. I was gonna say she's, she's definitely anniversary. She's all she's and she's always kept the same sound. She's Gotten a little popular, but she's always just been rootsy, just like, I've always, doing what she wants. Like, always she just... loved her. And I mean, she's been the one, f and I do that, you're like, I fall in love with these women musicians, like we talked about earlier, like Nancy Wilson and stuff. Cheryl's been like, I, like, yeah, I, I love her for, you know, her, but just her music too, like, and her early, like, her first three or four albums were just awesome. Yeah, they, but I work they play a real random when they play difficult kind. Yes, like that's a real like deep jam. It, it is it's a sad song too. And like, but. and she uh <laughs> she has a version like if you look it up on YouTube, she plays with Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, who it, who <laughs> I was gonna bring that up too. Sarah McLaughlin's one of my like she'll be in eventually too. Sarah was one of the like she created this whole woman's uh, concert tour, Lilith Fair in the '90s. That was an amazing tour. She'll always be known for the dog commercial. Oh, you know, but unfortunately, she, you know, and see the funny thing She's is, she influenced a lot of people that you would never and inspired. But who are you gonna say? Pat Benatar. Yes, it's, she was supposed to get in last year, I thought, or the year before that, and got snubbed. And I always say, like, she was the when I went to I think it was Loverboy, uh, somebody else concert. Mm -hmm. She was there. Yeah. She wasn't even the main person. She was the best. Stole the show, yeah. Yeah, she's... Yeah. Her and her, and her, and her, and her husband have been like doing this thing for a long time, man. Mm -hmm. I will know. say to her credit, she deserves it, but I think she just flies under the radar. I think that's why they don't give her any consideration because like, she doesn't really go out and even like play like the oldies tours. Like She doesn't like pop up doing like, hey, here's what I'm doing. True. I, I like to say they're in there, the pretenders, I think they're already in there. Yeah. But like Chrissy Hine, like, she still is very visible... And doing music. Like, she did something, I think, with Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's like, that's were, just why Pat Benatar is just probably going to get her due for a little while just because she's just unassuming. She doesn't really go out and make she's her... She's doing her own thing, and that's the hardest and, thing, is, like, when artists go and do their own thing, and they're not, you know... On MTV, they're not making... Well, their, 
Like, I'm not going to turn on a Today Show and see Pat Benatar sitting there getting interviewed by Al Roker. But she's an 80s icon, for that matter. I mean, thanks to MTV, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And they and they even made jokes about it in Fast Times at Richmond High because she was that huge at that point in that time in history. Like, which Pat Pen- like, they make a joke in the movie, like, which Pat Benatar are you talking about? That one or that one? Because yeah. the girls look like, you know... <laughs> yeah. Which we were, me and Reese were joking about that yeah. earlier, John, that he didn't know that Nancy Wilson made her debut in that movie, and that's how she met yeah. Cameron Crowe. Yeah, 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 if that movie had been made two years later, it probably would have been the Madonna Girls, like the ones dressed up yeah. like her. So it's mm-hmm. just, I think it's just whenever a movie's made in a certain Well, the Go-Go's, the Go-Go's, they opened that damn movie. Yeah. Uh, we got the beat, you know, I think. Sure. And that, you know, talk about, you know, full circle with, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and stuff like that. And I think Oingo Boingo made it a couple years ago, but they were the ones that closed out that movie. So it's yeah. kind of a really good book. You know who Oingo like Boingo is? About. No. Okay, Danny Elfman has made some of the biggest scores yeah. you've ever heard in movies. The Simpsons, that, Batman, he's done like everything. Yeah, he's, you know. He's the guy in that? He was the lead singer of Oingo Boingo. But they weren't in the movie, but they just have their yeah. song is... But they were in the movie... The, they perform actually in Back to School and like uh, that was Robert Downey Jr. back in the day when he was like you know an 80s that was pre drug habit that was <laughs> so that was like, he was probably had he probably had a drug thing going on at that point yeah, yeah but but no back to the story Danny Elfman it was in that movie as Oingo Boingo and so they were a pretty influential like you know pop uh, new wave kind of 80s band yeah yeah huh. I swear to yeah. never knew that so I want to kind of wrap it up here. We were talking about new music. We're talking about, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're talking about all these different, you know, shows opening up. And, you know, the big thing here is that with this podcast and with you guys coming in and why we're doing this today is that I wanted to get this diversity. We get more of that diversity out there because there's different tastes. There are different, you know, feelings. And and I wanted to pay tribute to, to, to the women in rock because last weekend was Mother's Day. You know, women in rock... And, you know, have been one of those biggest things in my life. I mean, I love music. And so, of course, I have a mess load of musical um, inspiration from female artists from listening to the music from my mom when I grew up to, to now. And I think that that's something that we're going to try to do, you know, in these podcasts. We'll probably do another one of these together. I, I think I really dig this. You know, next time we'll make sure, make sure that the recording's working. And... <laughs> I really would love to hear from people out there and what some of their, you know, things they like about us talking about. But I also like to, you know, get some ideas for, you know, um, conversations we can talk about. Like I do with these guys, we kind of like send notes back and forth to each other. And we were all over the place, unfortunately, with the lost recording we lost. But, but no, it's, it, it shit happens. I love that we can still have a conversation even. You know, we can go on for hours and hours tonight. And I want people to go out there and talk to their kids about their music. I want their kids to ask their parents about their music. I want friends to ask about music. You know, I mean, these are these things that these conversations we have is great. You get turned on to something. You know, I love turning somebody on to something. I love when you guys turn me on to something. And so um, I want to thank uh, Mr. Reese Argo for letting me come into his home today and do another recording. Thank you. I want to thank Mr. John Turner for, Thanks uh, for having me. And um, let's do this again, man. For sure. All right. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us.